Welcome back to another episode of Good Girl. I'm your host, Jules. Thanks so much for joining. You guys really liked last week's episode, so thank you. I love when you DM me and you tell me about what you thought and that you can relate to what I'm going through, because sometimes I sit there and I'm like, holy shit, what if no one relates to this? What if nobody else feels what I'm feeling? But it's always so encouraging because someone always gets it, and you guys are always DMing me about how you feel and how it's impacted you, so thank you. I really love it so much. It's so much fun to interact with you guys. I finally felt like myself again last week. I started going back to the gym because I was really sick for like honestly all of January. I went up to see Taya and also scout for some bottle service jobs in LA last Thursday. I'm actually working on moving back. I have some really exciting job interviews lined up for this week. So I'll let you guys know I have a really, really exciting one tomorrow. So fingers crossed, but I'm also just trusting that exactly what I meant to have I will have. I finally got rid of this idea that I have to expect certain things because honestly, I am into the whole good luck thing on TikTok. Every time I see a video about the good luck girl syndrome or whatever the fuck they call it, the good luck thing. (laughs) Whenever I see a video on that, I'm like, yes, period. Yes, claim. Like I'm all up in that shit. So I really believe that my luck is incredible. I attract amazing things, whatever. But my issue has been that I put too many expectations on something that I'm doing. So for example, I did have a bottle service interview in San Diego about a month ago, over a month ago. And I got the interview and I literally had like expectations on that interview and I wanted to get hired on the spot, which whatever, that's fine. But it's like, I didn't have any knowledge of the industry. I didn't even know if I would like the club. I didn't know if I would like the management at the club. And I just expected to be hired right away. And you know, like sometimes it just doesn't work that way. So I was listening to Call Her Daddy's episode with Jay Shetty. Incredible episode. If you like this podcast and you somehow haven't listened to Call Her Daddy, listen to her because she's so incredible. In that episode, he said he doesn't believe in expectations. He only believes in intention. He was like, I can't control what's going to happen in a situation that's outside of me. I can only set an intention and act accordingly. And that really impressed me because I struggle with expectations so, so much. So with this interview that I have coming up tomorrow, like initially I was doing the same thing where I was like, yeah, like I just expect like they're going to want to work with me right away, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like wherever I meant to be, I will end up. I set an intention that I want to be back in LA and I want a cool job that I enjoy and I also want to work in bottle service on the weekend and save up my money and just enjoy my life. I think I'm really past this stage where I've been isolating myself and I feel like I have to do something to start experiencing my life, but it's like my life is already happening right the fuck now. So I might as well take advantage, live where I want to live, find a job that I'm really passionate about. So I'm in that stage of my life where I'm just, I'm ready to intentionally chase things that I know I would really enjoy and that would be good for me. So now that I made that decision, I've been looking for jobs in LA and Miami and I found some really cool opportunities. So I've been applying like crazy and yeah, I have a really, really exciting one tomorrow, which is Monday. By the time this episode comes out, I will know something. I will at least have had the interview. So yeah, I'm really excited. I am ready to step into a whole new era for myself and it makes me really, really excited because I feel like, I just feel different. I feel like I'm really doing the work to understand why I am the way that I am and how I want to be different. And it's making such a big difference 
difference for me personally and I feel like I'm growing so much and so quickly and I'm so grateful to be in the environment that I'm in and to be around the people that I am around and and all my amazing friends and the support whatever like everything is just great so I'm just trusting that I will end up exactly where I need to be and my intention is just to do my very best in every interview that I have and trust that I will land the perfect opportunity for me because that's what I deserve and that's how my life works so yeah so Thursday I went up to LA and me and Taya went out it's so funny because every time I go up like I just miss her because like I don't see her as often I see her very regularly for us being like a few hours apart but it's never the same as like really having your best friend like next door you know and like seeing them a lot more frequently than like once or twice a month so every time we hang out like I always just want to stay at her apartment and like do nothing and like watch sex in the city and get drunk at home and like just shit talk but we were like okay like I really wanted to go like club hopping or whatever just like hunt for a job out there so we hit up some promoters that we know and like we went to hide and me and Taya always have a good time and it's funny because when we were leaving that night like neither of us wanted to go out and I was like oh like I don't even care that I drove all this way to like look for a job like I kind of just want to stay home but and we were like laughing because we were like you know our asses are gonna be out until 6 a.m anyway like we fucking swear I am in this stage where I enjoy going out but I would rather be making money than actually I didn't spend any money but I would rather be like making money than just being there to party you know what I mean so that's my intention once again Thursday was really fun and then Friday we both came I came home to San Diego and like she came down as well if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while there is an episode about a certain Mexico trip that happened over the summer that me and Charm went on I have since taken down the episode so if you haven't heard it I'm sorry those escapades are no longer on the internet for now I kind of freaked out I think it's because I'm applying to jobs <laughs> I was like oh my god like I actually have a lot of content about like doing drugs and having sex with the internet like maybe let me tone that down for a little bit while I try to remember I'm a professional queen I don't know so anyways I got thrown out of a club on said birthday trip the reason I got thrown out of the club was because I I fought a grown man or I tried to fight a grown man it ended with me getting choked out by security and getting dragged out of the club yes that is right and the whole ordeal was pretty stupid um i thought he stole my friend's phone and it turns out i stole his phone and then fought him over his own phone that's correct yep and i was i grabbed him by his hoodie and i was getting dragged i was screaming at him i was belligerent okay and when security took me out um not only did they choke me when i was getting dragged out I I don't know what they're called, but those things that beep when you go through security, okay? I grabbed onto it as I was getting dragged and I held on for dear life and I continued screaming at them that they couldn't throw me out. Yep, that's what happened. So naturally, because I was so belligerent, the security had a photo of me, you know, and they sent it to every single guard at every single entrance and told them not to let me back in. And I did try to get back in as if nothing had happened because all my friends are in there. I'm in TJ. I'm like, I'm not going home. I, I wasn't the only one who got thrown out, but whatever. And Charm sweet talked them into letting me back in. So, you know, we actually made an appearance at this club again on Friday. And guys, I thought they were going to turn me away at the door and been like, you crazy fucking bitch. We have already 86 to you. You can never come back here. I thought they have my picture whatever so I was kind of nervous I was like I don't think they're gonna let me back in but whatever they did (laughs) 
And, you know, I'm sure they have bigger fish to fry. I'm sure like a crazy girl on Molly is like not the worst thing they've seen. So whatever. And I get back in and whatever. I was kind of chilling. I was pretty much sober. I was just hanging out. Um, we were with two of our guy friends. And yeah, what happened was we at one point like go up to our friends and we were like sitting with them. And then security comes and escorts, 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 whatever. Security comes and takes us out, like tells us, you know, to come with them. And honestly, I was like, it's fine. Like they found my picture somewhere and they're like, that crazy bitch can't be in here. Like she's got to go. So I just willingly followed because I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I might look like an idiot once, but I won't do it again. So I'm just like, it's fine. Fine, no worries. I'll get in a taxi right the fuck now. So we're walking out and no, they thought that we were hookers and that we were trying to hustle their customers who were our friends. We had to show pictures and like, it was a whole thing. They were not about to let us back in. They had to like, come get us. It was a very, very interesting situation. I was kind of in disbelief. I was like, they really don't fucking believe us right now. And then second of all, you think I look like a hooker? <laughs> kidding. I was wearing a see-through shirt. So I guess maybe don't wear a see-through shirt to a strip club. I don't know. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Regardless, I will not be returning because clearly the universe doesn't want me to be there because every time I go, some shit happens and they're trying to throw me out. So it's fine. I got the message. I won't be returning. It's all fucking good. And I spent the rest of the weekend in bed. I've slept probably like 20 hours in the past two days because I am not built this way anymore. I cannot just party till 5am and then do it again. And like the thing is, if I get really drunk one night, I can't get really drunk the next night because I'm like, I'm a pussy drinker and I remember what the shots taste like and I just don't have the balls to do it. That's the truth. And I realized very rudely on New Year's Eve when I threw up in front of a hookah lounge that I can't be drinking drinks with a lot of sugar in them because that sends me right over the edge too and that makes me very fucking sick so you know I'm 25 and I'm still learning a lot about myself and alcohol which is crazy because in college I used to drink warm vodka out of a plastic bottle that my friends got at a gas station and I didn't even take chaser and I was like it's fine I'm fine I can handle it like I literally would throw up immediately if that happened to me now and speaking of college like I was on FaceTime with my friend a week ago and I was like dude we were actual fucking crackheads in college like what the fuck is that like what is college like you are on a drug when you're in college you don't even have to be on drugs but college itself is a drug because the way I would work three jobs and I went to school full-time and I graduated with honors and I never, that's not true, I miss class all the time, but I like got really good grades. I never missed an assignment. I never missed a party. I was always going out. I was always drunk. I was always having fun. Like, how did I do all of the things? Like, it's absolutely fucking crazy. Like, I used to work at a country club, mostly like end of the week, weekends, you know, that was when my availability was a little bit more open. And a lot of times they would schedule me at 6 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. And I would take it because that would mean that I would be out by like 2 p.m. and I could take a nap and do my homework and whatever. It's better than working late at night. We all know that. So I would take it, but I would still go out the night before and I would still party and get fucked up and I would barely sleep. One time I slept 
45 minutes. I was still maybe a little bit drunk. You know, I went to work. The room was spinning. My entire shift, like literally, I swear to God, my entire shift, the room was spinning. I had to go to the back and just like bend over and like pray to God that I wasn't going to throw up. I was like living on soup crackers that entire shift. I was like, I'm going to die. Like I'm not making it out of here, but I somehow made it, but I would do things like that. And then one of these Sundays that I was working like my 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift, whatever, I came home and on that particular Sunday, my house was hosting a beer Olympics. That is correct. We had the Olympic games of beer and it was just all the party games you can think of and the may the best team win. And I just changed out of my country club suit and tie uniform, put on a t-shirt and participated in beer Olympics and then went to school the next day and worked my job before class like nothing ever fucking happened like what is that what the shit is that I could never do that now like I would literally pass away if I try to do that now but yeah that shit is fucking crazy and I think the craziest part about my college experience is that like in the moment I think I thought I was like so grown you know what I mean and I regret nothing in college I think it was like such a good time and like to be very honest I have a Like I say all the time on the show, like I have a really deep intuition and I always just knew things that like logistically I shouldn't have known when I knew them, but I did anyway. Like in college, I knew I was going to be a podcaster and I know I'm still like a beginner podcaster, but I have a fucking podcast. And three years ago, I was writing in my journal that I wanted to start one. And three years later, I have one. And in the next three years, God knows where I'm going to go, but it's going to be great places. Anyways, in college, I knew that was going to be my career. I couldn't expect explain to you how he was going to do it. My school didn't have like a journalism program. Like I wasn't even really trying to be in the radio world, but I knew that's what I was going to do for a living. I just like knew it. And I also knew I went to a private Christian school, whatever. I didn't go to like the big UC schools or the big public universities. First of all, because I missed the deadline to apply. And second of all, I had no desire to go because I knew I wasn't going to use my college degree after I graduated. Like I just knew. And I know everyone who's like done with college is always like, yeah, I don't even use my fucking degree. Like, can you believe that? I knew the entire time that I wasn't actually going to use my degree. Like I knew I just needed the structure and I needed to be in a situation for four years. Like I knew it needed to be like the amount of time that college is where I had to show up to class. I had to show up to work. I had to do all of these things. Like I had responsibilities. I had a structure. I had people that I'd be associated with because I I went to class with them and I'd make friends. Like I knew I needed that much structure at that point in my life because if I didn't, I would fuck off too much and I just didn't know where I would end up. I didn't know. I just knew I needed the structure. Like my little brother graduated high school and just went straight into the business world, started making money. And I just knew I couldn't do the same thing. I was like, I'm not built that way. I don't have that level of discipline. I just knew I needed to be in school. So, and it's true the whole time, like I kind of knew I wasn't gonna use my degree. So I fucked off. I was drunk in class like all the time. I would literally drink in class like my friends and I were fucking crazy, but it was so much fun and it was such good memories. And now I have the best friends that I made in college. Not all of them are still my friends, but who cares? I have a good amount that I'm still very close with. And it was like a great experience. So I literally regret nothing. And I'm actually sorry for all of you who had a college job from you because of COVID because that fucking sucks. I had a lot of fun. But besides having a lot of fun and besides fucking fucking off, literally always, I have so many stories. I could literally go down a rabbit hole and just make a whole episode about my craziest fucking college stories. I won't do that right now but I will tell you one time I was drunk I got drunk in class Um, my friends and I made mimosas (laughs) 
literally this was like a wednesday it was like a wednesday the class we just knew it was going to be so fucking boring and we made mimosas and took them to class and like the entire two-hour class is just like us peeing every five minutes because we were drinking chugging our mimosas like how fucking embarrassing we're like passing our little whatever like we were we didn't even try to hide it anyways i had work after said brunch in class okay so i show up to work and i had to set up for an event like in a different building that was like right off campus it was like right across the street but we had little golf carts that we would drive around and I needed to drive the golf cart there and so my boss was like yeah like you need to go set up and I was like okay like let's go I thought he was gonna come with me and he was like no 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 like I have to study for class like you're on your own and I was like are you sure like you're really not gonna come with me and he was like no like I'm busy and I was like I don't know if it's a good idea to let me drive the golf cart right now and he was like what and I was like nothing bye and I like took the keys and just left like one time I almost rear-ended a car in the golf cart and my boss was with me and like I literally almost hit the car and he was like Julia what the fuck like you know we'd be liable right and I was like I wasn't gonna hit them like you're so fucking dramatic like anyways let's move on but yeah what I was really gonna talk about today was the fact that like when I was in college like college was my biggest pick me era ever like yes contrary to popular belief I know I might seem like this bitch who has her shit together do I seem that way I hope so (laughs) actually I don't care whatever I obviously am figuring out my life just like the rest of us but when I was in college it was my biggest pick me era ever ever like yes I was a pick me girl and the reason I was a pick me girl I wasn't really pick me with other girls like that's something that I've actually always been able to do as long as girls aren't like mean to me because when I was a kid girls did not fuck with me they kind of bullied me a little bit not extremely but a little bit when I moved on to college like I always made really good girlfriends like I loved girls I was never someone who like competed with girls or like had that weird energy like I just loved my friends I loved being around my friends whatever so I wasn't pick me with other girls I was pick me with guys which is like a little bit worse I wasn't the type of pick me that would like choose a guy over her friends or like if I was at a party like I would never like put my friend down in front of a guy to seem cool like I wasn't that kind of pick me like I was actually pretty like chill like I was at parties like I was like whatever you know like I didn't care too much but when it came to a certain guy that I have unfortunately spent a lot of amount of time talking about on this show my famous (laughs) ex-boyfriend uh yeah when I decided I was obsessed with somebody I was really fucking obsessed with them and I was really pick me about it like I had no chill and that really comes from the fact that the majority of my life up until college I didn't get a lot of male attention and I didn't think I was cute because I didn't get the male attention and in high school I basically formulated this idea that because the guys that I liked didn't like me back it just made me not that cute and not that attractive and I basically formulated a story that I told myself that I was not cute and the guys that I liked wouldn't like me back so then I go to college and my sophomore year like I was pretty cute if I do say so myself like you know my hair grew out like I started parting it in the middle instead of this like insane side part I used to do I dyed it blonde so I had like long blonde crusty hair (laughs) no it's actually funny like I don't show anyone my blonde era photos they're like not on my instagram anymore but like yes i used to have the long blonde hair and i didn't take very good care of it because i was really lazy in college like i was lucky if i put leave-in conditioner in it and it was pretty dry (laughs) and i just bleached it over and over and over uh never again uh yeah nope 
no thank you but yeah so that's what I look like in college and like um I've always had like a pretty nice body so I was like attractive in college and like guys would like hit on me and it was such a new thing to me like I always thought that you had to work so hard for male attention and you had to work so hard to have a guy want to sleep with you or hang out with you and then I go to school and I'm like holy shit it's actually so fucking easy to not only talk to guys but to get them to sleep with you like guys actually really want to sleep with me and I abused that a little bit like I joke about my hoe phase my hoe phase probably lasted like a month and now that I look back on it I'm like that's a fucking joke like what was I doing I was like oh my god contrary to popular belief sex is actually very easy to have and I used it as a way to validate myself and raise my self-esteem so I basically put my self-worth and my validation and my self-esteem level in the hands of random men men that I decided I really really liked and my ex was one of them like guys I was like obsessed with him like I talk about how crazy he was in the aftermath of our breakup but when I really examine my actions leading up to my relationship with him because you have to take accountability for the shit that happens to you when I got out of my breakup I was like oh my god I was literally dogged humiliated dragged through the fucking mud like I will never let that happen to me again and then I immediately got scammed by a man who was my friend that's a whole other story for another time but yeah whenever you think something isn't going to happen to you the universe always has a way of surprising you and I have learned that the hard way multiple times anyways so once I get out of this relationship I'm like holy shit that was terrible let me never do that again But I was very much focused on my ex. And I was like, okay, he was just so awful. Let me never pick a guy like that again. And actually, the guy who scammed me, (laughs) who was my friend, quote unquote, at the time, was actually helping me through my breakup while he was scamming me. Yeah, guys, this is like a really intense story that I'm just not going to tell today. But that definitely did happen to me. And as he's like coaching me (laughs) through my breakup while literally scamming me, he was telling me that I, this is so ironic to like say this advice out loud because I repeat this advice but like I never really repeat how I heard it he was telling me that I should take accountability for where I went wrong in the relationship and I was like excuse me like this man cheated on me humiliated me like dogged me and I'm supposed to take accountability for what I did like what the fuck and he was like no I mean like how could he have set better boundaries like when you could have chosen to leave earlier and all of these things that you actively chose because just as much as he chose to do you the way he did you you also chose to be there so how can you take accountability for that and basically ensure that you don't end up in that situation again which is all of this is like so ironic but yeah so I really began to think about where did I essentially go wrong and what could I have done better in my time leading up to this relationship and the relationship itself and the aftermath of it and I really do believe in accountability in every situation because I think it's so important to understand what you could have done better so that you can do better because like I said in the beginning of this episode I cannot expect something to happen to me I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know what other people are going to do. I don't know what a certain job outcome is going to be. I cannot control other people's action. I can only control my own intentions. So when you analyze your past, when you analyze your relationship patterns, when you analyze your dating patterns, it gives you an opportunity to take accountability for what you can do better so that you keep upgrading into better and better and better. And that's what I want ultimately, right? Like I have been through some shit girlies and I'm like, I want to upgrade my life in every way possible this year. So 
how can I take accountability and channel that into better decisions for my future? Because here's the thing, like, yeah, I've been with someone who like cheated on me and stuff. I don't even walk around saying like, I'm never going to take that shit again. I am never going to get cheated on ever again. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen to me because I cannot make sure that that doesn't happen to me. I don't know what's going to happen to me in my future. All I can do is assess my actions, work on them, become a better person, become who I want to attract and trust that I will attract a great, trustworthy, kind and loving person because that is who I'm manifesting and I leave it to the hands of the universe and I trust in that. But at the same time, I really analyze what I can do better so that I can consistently do better and essentially get better as a result. So that's what my focus is. But like, ultimately, I can't control what other people can do. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what my future partner is going to do or not do. Like, I can't control those things. I don't even waste my energy obsessing over it. Like, it's fine. I also trust that I am such a strong, resilient person that I will be able to handle it. Like, I'll be fine. It's all good. So anyways, as I was like assessing my relationship and the aftermath, whatever, I also assessed how did I attract somebody who was so awful? Like, how did I attract a literal textbook narcissist? Like, what did I do to get myself in that situation? And honestly, it really comes down to the fact that like I was the perfect candidate for a narcissist to date. Like if you were to put me in a lineup of like all the potential love interests a narcissist could have, I'm the best one because of my like pick me mentality. I wanted to be validated by you choosing me. The whole reason why pick me is so dangerous is because you will choose getting picked over anything else but it's like whatever leads up to the picking so for example say you're like at a party with the guy or you guys are at the same party and like he talks to a million other girls at night gives everyone else attention but then he goes home with you it's like you forget all of those things because he went home with you so at the end of the day you got the validation that you were looking for and you forget how shitty it was to get that validation you just remember receiving the validation and you remember how good that felt and that's like the highs and lows of relationships and that's essentially what I experienced the entire time I was talking to my ex it was like these insane highs and lows but because at the end of the day it felt like he chose me and it felt like he was working so hard to be with me because like oh my god we just had this horrible fight and like I still want to talk to you it filled my need to be picked and it filled my desire for like this validation that I would essentially forget about all the other things he did because well he picked me and it's all good and this was subconscious like I honestly thought when I was in this relationship I thought that I was like really this like martyr and I was like oh my god I just love this guy so much and like I literally do anything to be with him and like I'm just such a good girl. I don't say that to downplay what I really went through. I don't say that to make light of my trauma. Like yes, it was fucking traumatic. Like yes, that shit sucked. But I also like have to understand what my behavior was like because my behavior contributed to the situation that I was in. Basically like it was really how I was acting up until like I started dating this guy and like I really in this stage of my life when I was like still single but like really obsessed with him and really wanting to be with him like I was kind of talking to other guys but like I really thought that attention from men and like having sex with men or like literally attention from men and my attractiveness and self-esteem were like coincided like fucking correlated like is, is that the word you use I <laughs> I barely passed statistics in college clearly I cheated my entire way through that class and <laughs> it shows but whatever I really thought that those two things like went together and so I equated the more attention I get from men the hotter I am and the more sex I have with men the hotter I am. I was so caught up in like getting my ex's attention and like feeling validated by him. It's just so cringe. Like it's so cringe to look back on that and be like, 
holy fucking shit like I really cared so much more about what somebody else thought of me if somebody else wanted to be with me than I cared about how I was coming off how my own emotional state was and I didn't even pay attention to if he was someone that I actually wanted to be with I was just so focused on chasing the love and the validation and it really did set me up for like a roller coaster type of relationship like at that time I really think that that was all I was capable of doing because there were a lot of really good guys that I went to school with who wanted to date me who wanted to be with me and I would always turn them down because subconsciously I knew I just wasn't the girl for them and I was like I'm not going to be a good person for you to be in a relationship with like I am not in that space like I want to fuck off and like basically drag myself through the mud right now like that was what I wanted to do and I like knew that and I didn't get with good guys because it didn't fit my narrative for myself it didn't fit the story that I was telling for myself but it also just wasn't what I wanted like I wanted the chaos and a lot of that does come from like your childhood. I did have a very chaotic upbringing, but I realized that you can't have better until you actually want better for yourself. And at this time, like just the way that I was carrying myself throughout college and like the way that I really wanted to just get that validation at the end of the day, like I really didn't care about like a lot else. (laughs) And I think what's so insane about these kind of relationships, it's like even when you're not dating, even when you're just talking to someone who's like this, displays this type of pattern it's so exciting for you because you are always on edge to see like what's gonna happen like are they actually gonna pick me like and then when you do get picked the validation is so strong and I think for me it was like I've always felt like he was wanted by other people and like if he chose me over somebody else it like made me this like incredible person and like it was really just like a very sick way of feeding myself the same story that like I had to work for love and I had to work to be loved and that's something that I'm working to working again (laughs) that is something that I'm overcoming in my life even now where I am eliminating the idea that I have to work so hard for everything and that I am actually a divine human being who can attract good things and good people and good opportunities into my life and I have to only worry about intention and if what is in front of me is what I actually want not so much working and bending over backwards for it and this year I am actively manifesting a man in 2023 and what's so funny is like I didn't used to actively manifest men but I used to constantly talk about what I didn't want based on what I had been through and here's the thing when you go through something that's really traumatic after you get out of that breakup you're gonna swing to the opposite end of the spectrum it's just what humans do so I'm about to expose people right now and it just is what it is I have a podcast everything is fair game I'm so sorry but my ex was like very financially stable but he also like never let me pay for anything like he was so keen on taking care of me financially obviously not emotionally but the financial part he got down like one time he got drunk and like Venmo me two thousand dollars like he would always take me to like really nice dinners he would buy me a lot of things like he'd buy me a lot of expensive things you know he would cheat on me and then take me shopping like it was like that like oh my god saying that out loud is so crazy but I have always been someone who like works for their money and I've never wanted a guy to just like take care of now I'm much more accepting of that idea than I was before like I really think that's like a good setup like I think men who are strongly in their masculine do want to provide for women and women who are strongly in their feminine want to accept that energy from the man that they're with but that being said I've always appreciated being able to take care of myself outside of my relationship and if you want to treat me incredible but like I want to be able to pay my own rent and my own bills 
and all that stuff, right? So after I get out of this relationship, I was like, holy shit, like... (laughs) never again, right? And so I swung to the opposite end of the spectrum and I started talking to a guy who never paid for anything ever. Like girlies, I was picking up the bill left and right all the time. Like I was providing everything. You know, I look back and I'm like, why was I so okay with that? Like that's a little bit weird that I was so fine with it. Like I didn't see a problem with it. Like I, it wasn't upsetting me at the time. Like I really just didn't care. And it's because when I was in my relationship with my ex and like he was doing all these things to me, I essentially felt out of control. And I felt that because he was the one who was dictating the status of our relationship and the length of our relationship, and if we were going to talk or not, because he felt so in control of everything emotional and also financial, because like he would be the one to like take me out and like all this stuff, I was like, oh my God, like let me control my future as much as possible. And like I equated me having financial control in a dynamic to me not getting fucked over again. It was so subconscious that I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, but that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, if I have all the cards in my hand, essentially, I'm not gonna get screwed over at all emotionally because you can't touch me. Like, mm -mm. and it was like so subconscious, but that's literally what I thought. And I did get out of that situation unscathed, essentially, like whatever. I didn't get too involved, but... But I didn't realize that I was overcompensating for my past and it was really just like a way of protecting myself. And now that I am really taking the space to be alone, like I said last week, and I'm not only focusing on what I do want in my future, I'm also focusing on what have I done to be in the relationships that I have been in and what can I do better so that I end up in better situations in my future. And I think what's so funny about like manifestation in general, and especially when it comes to dating, is like I used to spend so much time talking about what I didn't want. And even with the guy that I used to talk to, I would always tell him what I wasn't looking for in a relationship. And I would always talk about like the shit that happened to me in my previous relationship and that I never wanted to go through that again. And what I didn't want in a man and all the negative parts of men and like how they ain't shit and like blah, 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 blah. I was so focused on the negative. I feel like I ended up attracting just more negative. And like it came to a certain point in the situation where I really looked around and I was like, you may not be my ex, but you're doing a lot of similar things that my ex did to me too and you're making me feel a lot of ways that I've already felt before like I've already been here and I think that was so terrifying to me because that's when I really realized that you can do a lot of inner work you can heal yourself you can pick yourself up after a really bad breakup and if you don't fix the subconscious narratives that your mind tells you when you're sleeping when you're not paying attention to what thoughts are going through your head you will end up in the same fucking situation you can have all of the knowledge you can be in therapy and you'll still end up talking to a guy who does the same shit to you that your ex did it's just in different ways and that's how we end up getting caught in like these relationship cycles where it's like wait a minute but I thought I learned so much I thought I was doing better like I read all these books I went to therapy I have a therapist right now why am I still dating the same guy over and over and it's not anything necessarily wrong with you it's more so like you have to pay attention to what does your brain tell you subconsciously and it's really simple things like if you really sit down and do some shadow work I'm actually doing some shadow work right now and it's very interesting because it's hard (laughs) it's hard because you have to be so brutally honest with yourself and the way that I do it is I just write down a question in my journal and whatever is like word vomit that comes up immediately I don't care if it doesn't make any fucking sense I write it down so you could be doing shadow work and asking yourself like why don't I deserve to be happy why don't I deserve to be with someone who treats me really really well whatever answer comes first is the answer your body might say you're fucking ugly 
like it might be that stupid where to where you're like i don't think i'm ugly and like you have to push past the automatic responses of like well of course i'm worthy like why would i not be worthy like we know that like yes you're completely right like why would you not be worthy yes absolutely but it's deeper than that because our brains literally tell us things that we don't even notice they're telling us and it ends up manifesting in our life and whatever you believe deep 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 down about yourself your deepest darkest secrets that you don't want anyone to know whatever you're really insecure about that directly manifests into your life. And I have learned this by being somebody who educates themselves all the time, by being someone who's in therapy, by like having all of these things that on paper look like I have my shit together, but then still experiencing so much in my life that I don't fucking get still involving myself with men who are not good for me, who are actually exactly like my ex. And I'm like, wait a minute, something isn't clicking because I thought I knew all the things. And I thought because I knew the things I wouldn't have the same thing happen to me all over again. And it's not that I don't know things. It's just that there are some very deep narratives in the core of my being that my brain tells me that my brain literally feeds my subconscious and it manifests in my life. So yeah, shadow work is like really important. It's never too late to start working on yourself is my thing. But like, I really firmly believe like when you're in a dating situation, you're trying to figure out like, what kind of partner do I want to be? What kind of partner do I want to attract? Like I would stop using negative language about men or if you're talking to women about women, like if you're so focused on men ain't shit and you're so focused on all the things wrong with the gender that you're attracted to or your past experiences or everything you don't want, you just end up manifesting more of what you don't want instead of what you do want. When I made my list of manifesting a man this year, I wrote down all the qualities that I do want. And what's so funny is when I sat down to manifest him, like I was very intentional when I sat down. I was like, I'm going to manifest a man right now. Like that's the reason why I opened up my journal and I started to write down what I don't want. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no this ain't right. Like I need to be writing down all the things that I do want, like all the positive things that I am looking for in this future partner and embody that myself and trust that the universe will bring me that person. It's so important in dating to just focus on what you do want out of your future partner and also work on embodying that yourself. I feel like dating has become like a job interview now. We sit down and we like basically interview someone on what they want and then compare it to what we want. And if it doesn't align immediately, we're like, well, next. And I feel like dating is so much more about allowing someone to have the space to really get to know you and you get to know them and you understand what makes them tick and what makes them a human being and what they like to do for fun and like who they actually are and then decide if that's someone that you want to be with and if that's someone that you're actually compatible with instead of focusing so much on what they might display or might not display. I think that's what makes our vision so clouded because when you're so hyper-focused on picking up red flags or making sure that you're not going to end up in this same situation you were just in you literally low-key manifest ending up in the same situation but I also feel like you miss the important signs and like for me I don't fixate so much on like red flags necessarily I just focus on like who are you as a person and can I actually get along with you as a person and am I compatible with you as a person because ultimately when I've been in any situation with a guy there's been a lot of like icks and like red flags and like things that have come up but what has really been the moment where I'm like oh I could never be with you is genuinely genuinely what they do in their free time like who they actually are and I'm like we're just not compatible like I don't think you're a bad person we're just not 
fucking compatible. And for that reason alone, it's not going to work out. But I really encourage you, if you are struggling to figure out how to manifest a man, how to get into better situations, how to make yourself someone that is super attractive, that you are proud to be, focus on doing some shadow work. Focus on thinking about what you actually want for yourself and for other people that come into your space, whether that's friends, whether that's family, whether it's a job or a partner, whatever it is, when you focus on what you do want and what you are getting out of life and all the upsides instead of all the downsides, I promise you shit gets fucking better. If you also find yourself in a bit of a pick me phase, like what I can really say is like the validation that comes from men is like never all that. And like once I really realize that me understanding that I'm powerful and attractive and beautiful on my own is so much better than searching for validation by talking to a lot of men or having sex with them or just involving myself in situations that like at the end of the day, I'm like, ew, that was such a waste of time. It's really not all that. And like the truth is, it's very easy to get attention and it's very easy to get validation from the opposite sex, whether you're a man or you're a woman and everything that you want someone to give to you, give to yourself first. If you really like compliments, compliment yourself in the mirror. It's literally simple things like that. But like once you start supplying all of these needs that you're looking other people to fill for yourself, trust me, shit gets better. And like I'm on the journey too. I am definitely not all the way there, but I feel like I've come so far with just being comfortable in my own skin and not comparing myself as much as I used to and understanding that like just as I am, like I am great and like I have so much to offer already. All I need to do is put forth the best intentions I have and like focus on getting what I want out of life and fucking go for it. So that is my message for all of you today. That is all I have for this episode. I'm going to do Q&As on Instagram every single Monday. So follow me at goodgirlpod and I'm going to be going live on TikTok at least three times a week. I know a lot of you from lives and like I really love that I can actually talk to you and give you advice and hear about your tea and like what's going on in your life. So I'll be doing more of that. So stay tuned. You can follow me at goodgirlpod on all the channels, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Instagram is at Julia Lena Thomas. And as always, I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week already, even as I just finished this episode. I'm so thankful for every single one of you. So thank you for supporting and tuning in every week. I literally love you more than life and I'll see you next Thursday. (laughs) Bye.